This is the public speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Today's episode is by the request of a listener who asked, actually, a few listeners who asked, how do I make presentations more interactive or how do I involve and engage the audience? It's interesting to me that this question of interactivity engagement, it's been coming up more and more frequently. I think because social media or interactive social media is gaining such popularity and momentum that audiences and particularly young audiences or technical audiences are demanding, definitely are demanding more and more interactivity. They don't want the speakers to just talk at them. They want to be part of the conversation. So today I'll talk about a few ways that you can add in more interactivity into your presentations. My first tip today may seem really obvious, but it turns out that it makes a big difference. If you want your audience to interact with you, you need to tell them that. I usually put up a slide that says, please interrupt me with a parenthesis, really. I usually say something about how much more interesting a presentation is when the audience actively participates and when the audience asks the questions that they want to know. When I forget to say this, sometimes I do forget to say it, and there's always less interaction when I forget. I also recently added another beginning slide, and it has an image of a mobile device, and it says, text or tweet your notes. Ask and answer questions, please. And then I put the Twitter ID and the hashtag for that particular session. I also put up one other slide, and that's to remind the audience to tweet respectfully. It definitely helps to set some ground rules, particularly if you're encouraging people to tweet during your presentation. My rules are very similar to the one that Jeff Hurt created. He created Jeff Hurt's Conference Organization Presenter and Attendee Agreement, or the COPA Agreement. And then also Adrian Seeger, he created the Four Freedoms Card, both of which I think are really good ideas to think about in terms of setting ground rules for conference interaction. The bottom line is this, that the rules for presentations are definitely changing. And at least for now, I think it's important to be sure that everyone's on the same page by explaining exactly how you'd like the audience to interact and engage. Aside from having audience members ask questions or tweet during a presentation, you can also engage the audience by including physical activity. Keep in mind that physical activities take a bit more time, so you'll need to weigh the benefits of the interactivity with the amount of time it'll take to complete the activity. One option is to ask everyone to stand up, then begin asking questions designed to get people to sit down. For example, sit down if you have less than one year of experience. Sit down if you have less than five years of experience. It's a really simple way to poll your audience without the use of technology. Just be sure that whatever you ask is very relevant to the presentation and that it adds value to the overall discussion. In fact, I think it's important to plan, prepare, and test all the questions and activities ahead of time just to be sure that you understand all the possible responses and that you're sure that these responses genuinely add to the learning process. Many, many people go wrong here. They ask a trite question and doesn't advance the topic of the conversation or doesn't add any value. It just is perceived by the audience as wasting time. Or sometimes the presenter gets an unexpected answer and then he or she doesn't know how to continue on with the program. Another way to get your audience to physically move around the room is to ask the audience to group themselves into different parts of the room. For example, when I do a program relating to communication styles, 
I describe four different communication styles, and then I ask the participants to go to the corner of the room that best describes their style. Of course, I have them labeled. You can also set up a scale or a continuum from strongly disagree to strongly agree, and you can label chairs that way. Then, as you ask questions, have the participants line up near the chosen response chair. If you do this, make sure that you have the audience move quickly but safely to each of the chairs. And don't forget to clearly mark the chair so that there's no confusion. If you don't have time for physical activity, you'll want to engage the audience at least by asking them questions. For example, in one of my public speaking presentations, I often ask the audience, how do you overcome nervousness? And then as the participants share different approaches, I use each response as the opportunity to, to talk about the research related to that particular approach. I have all of the approaches listed in my notes, and then I mentally check them off as I get the responses from the audience. Typically, when I use this approach, I prepare a summary slide. I prepare that one ahead of time for the possible responses. And then once the audience has enumerated most or all of the items on my list, I'll then put up that summary slide as a review. Questions, like the one I just mentioned about overcoming nervousness, are excellent ways to generate audience interaction. I use this technique frequently. Besides, when the summary slide goes up, you look like a mind reader. Another way to get audience participation is to embed the questions you want to ask within the presentation itself, and then they're automatically tweeted out to the back channel as you're presenting. I mentioned in last week's episode how you can do that. And that not only engages the people who are in the room, it also creates interaction with a much broader audience, those beyond the in-person attendees. Finally, a good wrap-up activity is to ask participants to post or write down or share aloud one or two things they found useful in the presentation or what they might do differently as a result of having heard the talk. So guess what your homework is this time? That's right. I'd like for you to post something that you've just learned about audience engagement or post your own tip for interacting with the audience. You can text at WIF 26647, that's at WIF 26647, plus your message to 87884. That's 87884. Or you can just tweet a message to at WIF 26647, that's at WIF 26647. Or of course, you can always post a comment below. Oh, and if you want to be really super tech cool, you can include the hashtag, hash TPS tips. That's TPS tips. In order to view the tips that the listeners have added, you can go to the Wifiti screen by going to http wifiti, that's W-I-F-F-I-T-I dot com forward slash screens forward slash 26647. That's wifiti dot com forward slash screens forward slash 26647. Or of course, you can always use Twitter search or twubs to look for the hashtag hash TPS tips. That's TPS tips. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker. Passionate about communication, your success is my business. Okay, it's time for the shameless self-promotion portion of the presentation. (laughs) So I wanted to let you know that it is graduation time coming up, and my book, How to Ace the Interview, would be a great, great, great gift to give to somebody who's graduating or somebody who's unemployed. It's less than six bucks, and you can get it through Macmillan Audio, you can get it through Amazon, you can get it through audible.com, and you can also get it through iTunes. 
I like that you can get it through iTunes because you can also give it as a gift through iTunes. So I think it's a great book to get. It's a great gift to give someone. Think about it, the gift of employment. So end of my shameless self-promotion there for the book. So for those of you that stuck it out through my shameless self-promotion, I want to reward you with the knowledge that if you go to the Facebook fan page, I am posting out there a link to an ebook that I'm part of. It's a new ebook. I'm one of the chapters in that book, and it's a great book. It's called No Thanks, I'll Skip the Recession. You can get that free ebook by going to the Facebook fan page. And by the way, there's an offer there for Facebook fans. It's an unbelievable offer that I've never done before. If you become a fan, you can find out what the offer is all about. It's definitely worth joining just to find that out. As always, I invite you to join my newsletter or my professional network on LinkedIn and Twitter. If you're interested in an internship or a sponsorship for this program, please contact us. Thanks. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>